Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. We're your hosts, James and Anthony. This is the Weekly Chat, Volume 15. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the weekly chat. James and I have been super busy this so busy. past week. I've barely even been able to work out and stuff. I'm yeah. losing my mind. Yeah, I've only worked out once. We already talked about lifting. <laughs> I guess I guess start waking up at like yeah. five a.m., dude. Just... But this has been actually a pretty crazy week because we both we went. You all know we went to Comic Con and we built a new set. Which is pretty much for the most part done. So we have just been like nonstop all and day. And still doing the episodes. Yeah, and, and filming we episodes. Been, we didn't recording. even miss movie news or anything. Yeah, so we've just been like basically working literally all morning to night. Um, although day one at Comic Con, we just like were chilling there. So we that enjoyed was Comic Con. Yeah, we enjoyed that. So, but yeah, we've been pretty busy and there's been a lot to, uh, there's a lot to go over. Uh, do you want to get into Comic Con? Yeah. Think- uh, so we got there Friday and we're there Friday and Saturday. Then we came home. So our plan was our event with Bob's Burgers, which we did like a meetup, which was a good time. That was on Saturday morning. So we figured, why don't we go Friday and we'll check out Comic Con for the whole entire day? It'll be a blast. And we're like, yeah, that's a great idea. LFG. We had a hotel at the Guild, a very nice hotel. The Guild. It was uh, very expensive because the jacked prices up from Comic Con. It was uh, a four star hotel, but, too. But we did have a stipend from our uh, team that, I like that, that, word, that hired us there. And, um, stipend. So I took care of the entire stipend, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> it was like, yeah. So Friday we did it, and Comic Con was really cool. A lot of fun. It's just smaller than I expected it to be in terms of activities and size of booths and stuff like that. Compared yeah. to, I've talked about the CES convention in Las Vegas that I've been to like five times, which is absolutely enormous. Like the the size of that event is huge, and that convention center is ginormous the san diego convention center is pretty big but we did it all we saw everything there except for hall h within in like a couple a day. hours yeah yeah half a day yeah i think that's um, everything they have outside yeah because and they did have i think it was a kind of new thing having a lot of things outside our booth at, with bob's burgers was outside so they were using the landscape surrounding the area uh, to do more stuff which was a little bit more interactive uh, but it was it was massive, and there was a uh, there was just like mobs of people, especially on Saturday. It was really fun. We saw a lot of great costumes. Although I will say, I thought there were I thought that there were more people be dressing up. Same, because I would say Same. maybe like maybe five percent of people were dressed up. It's less than that. Yeah, maybe yeah less, than, less than that. that. I would, yeah, maybe one out of less than one out of every twenty people was in like full cosplay. I thought like everybody who went there went full on. I thought it'd be like Halloween. Yeah, but it's more of like. 
I guess, um, yeah, I guess I thought it would be more like Halloween, but it was still, like, cr- really cool. Some people had, like, amazing costumes. There was an excellent uh, penguin from Batman Returns. The costume, it was the best one I saw, and people it were... It literally looked like Dan DeVito. There was a mob of people. I thought it was someone famous was Maybe there. Maybe it even was Dan DeVito. No. It was that good. It was that, that guy's good. pretty tall. He was pretty tall. Um, kind of. But, um, <laughs> but, top hat. It, but it was so good that... People were asking, like, begging him to take photos with him. Get a mob, yeah. yeah. We also met this couple. They had an amazing everything, everywhere, all at once costume. They had, like, the legitimate, like, exact blouse that Evelyn wears and then the, the green polo sweatshirt and the, the slacks and the fanny pack. Their costume was super fun. They were passing out googly eyes, which was really cute. Yeah, we, yeah, and we it was had great. And we, so we, we did a meetup on Saturday, which was cool. Like, we uh, hung out at the Bob's Burgers booth. They had us there for a meetup. Anyone who knew us or wanted to check us out and say hi and take a photo showed up. We had like I don't know, like a dozen people came to say, yeah. say who knew we, who yeah. actually knew who we were, came to say hi and took photos. We got photos. stopped a few times in Comic Con. Yeah, some, yeah, some people saw us in Comic Con. So for all you who shouted, said hi to us and stopped us, thank you. It was so great meeting y'all. Especially Brady driving down. With yeah, his mom. Brady, Brady came down. So cool to meet yeah. you, everyone else. And and even though you had to wear masks inside at Comic Con. Uh, we were still rocking Raiders gear, so people saw the sign. And they're like, "Hey, oh yeah, I know them." Yeah, so it was a fun time. Lots of walking. Did like seventeen miles in two days. Uh, Friday, like we said, we we banged out Comic Con so quickly that we were like, "Let's go to the goddamn zoo." Yeah. <laughs> we went, went, to, went to, the zoo. to the San Diego Zoo. Same day. Yeah, it was great. It was we fun. saw we saw all the animals. There was a we got up like inches away from an actual lion. It was sleeping against the glass, and uh, he was he was ups- he was upside down with his tongue out out cold and it was just super cute i'd never been that close to a lion before because oftentimes if they're sleeping they're like far away in the exhibit and like all the other big cats yeah were. but he was like right there on the glass and it was super funny to see i love big animals like i love elephants i love all the big cats the apes the gorillas were really cool to see saw a bunch of crocodiles and alligators uh, it was really terrific. I love the zoo. I, haven't, I I just I really enjoy watching animals and seeing because it's like a we it's something that you live in cities you never think about how like we actually share this planet with animals and all sorts of other creatures and it's really great to you know make that connection to nature by going to the zoo sometimes and I know some people uh, don't like the zoo because you know these animals are being held there. It but, bums me out. Yeah, it does. It does suck. But oftentimes they are conserving these species and even breeding them to keep them from going extinct so the zoos yeah, do ser- tell you yeah so I, hope, I hope it's true <laughs> oh yeah they love being yeah, here yeah, yeah they love it <laughs> <laughs> they love the zoo look at the gorilla oh you he know what to go anywhere you know it was really great with the bears we saw a couple of grizzly bears they were called the grizzly boys <laughs> but they were huge and we got pretty close to them and they were just like chilling moving around like they came pretty close to uh, the human beings it was really cool i've never been that close to a, a huge bear before it's probably like 25 feet between yeah it was and wild bears with no glass or anything yeah um so it's pretty it's pretty cool the zoo is fun it's huge we didn't even see the entire walk of it because we were tired we were like get out let's get out of here but the entire gas M district of san diego is so fun at night and that's where comic-con the convention center is right across the street from the gas lamp district but that area it's where all like the bars and restaurants are. It's very popping, lots of hotels, and it's just completely mobbed with people shoulder to shoulder during the day and at, and at nighttime too. And it's it's really fun, vi- like vibrant, very exciting. That all the walls and of the exteriors of these buildings and restaurants and, and hotels, like they have advertisements for all the movies and TV and everything. Rings of Power was the most advertised thing there yeah, for sure. Everywhere. Everyone's yeah, everyone's um 
Um, um, what's it called? The, yeah, what's it called, the badge. Jim? What's it called, man? The badge. Yeah, but what's your term for it? God damn it. The uh, Langern? Lambern? L- L- Lanyard. 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 So you get a lanyard with a badge. Lanyard. That's what that, that kind of necklace is called. Thanks mm-hmm. for refreshing my memory. The badge has your name, obviously, and what kind of uh, person you are in terms of attendance, whether you're press or a visitor or whatever. We are exhibitors with Bob's Burgers and Disney. Yeah, we exhibit stuff. Yeah, we were over there with Disney guy. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. They had the Rings of Power advertised on every single badge, all the entrances, the tallest billboard on it took up an entire like ten story building was Rings of Power, so they were advertising it all over the place, man. So and then yeah. House of Dragon had a really cool interactive outdoor exhibit that we didn't get inside of because it took it's a six hour wait yeah. outside. It's like this this like large building they constructed kind of in and it's just an experience. You're like you go in and. I don't know what happens when you come out or what happens when you go in. But <laughs> we were like, oh, we'll, we'll get there early and get in line. And then, like, we got there and they're like, we got oh, there at one. And the, it, the, the line was closed. People waiting at 6 a.m. It yeah. doesn't even open until 10. Yeah, the line was closed at 1 p.m. House of Dragon exhibit opens at 10. People were waiting in line at 6 to get it. And they yeah. stopped letting people into the line at like 9 a.m. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because so they already like, filled up the queue. It's crazy. Yeah, it's some kind of experience where it must take like. Groups of like only a handful of people and might be like a twenty minute experience. So and there there it looked like there were a bunch of actors that were working there as characters. So it must be a very cool interactive experience. We wish we could have seen it, but uh, I, I I mean it would have been cool. Don't you think it would have been better if they just made a a, a like site a that you walk through? Yeah, it would have been. I don't know. It seems like that would be the best thing to do, but maybe they don't want because there's so many people. Like people yeah. would mess stuff up or yeah. trip over or things stuff. Or, or just leave trash around, drop maybe. a hot dog here and there. So yeah. I, I think there's they just won't, don't want to have to deal with that kind of stuff. Yeah, you, you know? might be right. It's not like a like a like like a haunted house or a haunted mansion kind of thing or like the it's not the Hollywood events at amusement yeah. parks and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing it's, like it's, that. <laughs> <laughs> so we got asked a lot about Hall H, which is obviously where a lot of uh, films show their first trailers or first footage and casting announcements happen there. And uh, there's a couple other, there's like ballroom 20 is another big one. I was told about, there's a couple other halls and we wanted to go into hall H <laughs> we're amateurs. Yeah. But the, and there was a cool event with a, a few directors doing a little open chat and it was the day it was that Friday. And when I looked into how to get it all into hall H you have to get in line the night before and wait in line to get a, a wristband for the next day of Hall H. And then the next day with your proper wristband, then you wait in line again for your event that you want to go to. So you have to wait in line twice in different days to get into Hall H, which we weren't aware of. And so by the time Unless we got... Unless you're VIP, yeah, which we were yeah, not. Yeah. So by the time we figured that out, we were like, there's no way we could see anything. So it was, it was a little... It was like learning experience. Like next time, get there early and wait yeah. in line the day before. And then Saturday, we did our event... And it was a lot of fun, 11.30, Yeah, it was, it was great. just an hour, but we met yeah. Bruce Campbell, which was really cool. Yeah, Bruce Campbell, out of nowhere. And um, it was fun. We had a blast in our raptures. We got the uh, influencer line cut. So yeah. Bruce Bruce Campbell was uh, <laughs> taking, he did about an hour of hours worth of photos at the Multiverse of Madness booth, which is right next to the Bob's Burgers one. And the organizers knew each other because it's similar marketing departments and PR departments. And so um, our, our uh, person, our contact brought us over. When Bruce was there, and there was a line of like a hundred people uh, waiting in line to get a photo with Bruce, and then <laughs> and then the entire booth was surrounded by like one, like you know those short metal fences that you would see at a theme park, and and so our contact brought us right over to them, and opened the gate, 
opened the fence and, and they were like, hey, hey, I got some influencers for you. They're next. So we cut the line of like 100 people. But still, I hate being called yeah. influencers. Yeah, so and she called us influencers in front of Bruce and he's like, influencers? Oh, here we go. <laughs> I was like, no. I literally was like, yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> but um, the people there were so excited to see him. The guy who went in before us, he, he like... He walked up to Bruce and like looked at him like he was a god. He was like, "Bruce, it's, it's an honor, sir. It's an, it's an honor, Papa." <laughs> he called Papa. him Papa. Papa. He called him Papa. Papa. It must be a thing for him. It's, it's Papa Pizza or something. Pizza Papa. Pizza Papa is, is yeah. like a nickname of his in one of his shows. Uh, but it was it was so cute to see like uh, a grown man like like a childlike wonderment of another human being. It's I would really do that funny. for so many people. Yeah. Like if I saw yeah, would, Tom yeah. Brady in person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Henry, so, yeah. Henry Cavill, I'd be afraid to look at. I'd feel like I'd be, <laughs> I would be turned to stone or something. Yeah. So Bruce, we, I was fine. I just I just shook his hand. I was like, hey, it's good to meet you. I was like, hey, man, it's so, it's yeah, so cool. But to like meet if you. I if if I saw Tom Brady, I'd be like that guy was to Bruce. I'd be like I'd be like, uh, hey, Papa, oh, holy shit, Papa, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> it's an honor. I would say it's an honor to meet him. I, I would say I don't deserve to be here, but. It's really I really, I really appreciate you. I'm a stain on the bottom of your shoes. I, I appreciate you looking at me for five seconds. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. You're the best. <laughs> but it was a great time. And then um, after Comic-Con, we just went right into building our set. Yeah. And, uh, we, so it's almost yeah, done. It's, it's it looks really there. great. So we did uh, our first episode, Nope, on Monday. We'll showcase it. Yeah. And it's, it's almost fully done by then, but we're getting some stuff in still to decorate it. We have... Uh, some nice, really uh, brick panels on sidewalls that we painted matte black. They look really authentic and real. We got some really cool posters at Comic Con. There art prints that are custom art prints. They have like a select number amount. So there's like designed by different artists. Too. Yeah, like a yeah. hundred, a total number of like a hundred of them each. And so they're limited edition, which is really cool. I have a really awesome Chamber of Secrets one behind me. Beautiful, vibrant colors and green. And it's a, it's like a compilation of. Four different shots inside the Chamber of Secrets with Harry and Tom Riddle, the Basilisk, and, and the Falcon. Fuck. I mean the Phoenix, I'm sorry. <laughs> the Phoenix. My bad. My bad. <laughs> the crow fe- The crow fox. The crow <laughs> The pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> really awesome. And then I also got a, a Nazgul versus Gandalf on the white horse. There's a crow in that, too. There's a crow in there as well. <laughs> uh, the set's looking nice. We got all of our movie stuff. We finally got all on camera pretty much. Yeah, we, we got a, we got floating shelves and put a bunch of our things on the floating shelves. It looks great. We have a cool coffee table that's an LED coffee table. It lights up. It showcases all of our mem- our memorabilia, our, our like little uh, Funkos. Yeah. I got the Batman next to me. So the set's looking really cool. It's coming together. We had someone in studio today to film an episode. We filmed a nope today with uh, Cinema Joe from TikTok. I'm sure a lot of you have seen him on there. Really nice guy, and that was a lot of fun to actually have someone in studio film an episode with, with, with Pretty us. Pretty comfortable for them, too. Was, they had a yeah. nice chair and microphone. So there's now more space. We have a big wide shot as well, so people can see that we're uh, two separate people. Not just one person. I can't wait to put that on, yeah, online. But yeah, the set's looking pretty. We tight. just need. I mean, we have a, an amazing fan, Anthony, is making a sign for us, which is coming soon. The and mayo. The, the mayo is gonna really tie the room together. And then uh, we just need some more lights to fill up some more light in the empty spaces, and you know, to we want to get some more Edison bulbs because Edison bulbs are lit as hell. And so <laughs> we think like maybe a couple Edison bulb like little. Table stand. What about like colored Edison bulbs? You think I'm they sell like blue Edison bulbs or like red Edison bulbs? I'm not sure about that. You don't know if they sell them or you're not sure if you want it? Both. Both. Well, no, I'm, I'm open to color. I'm just not sure if they sell them, actually. I'm, I'm open to color. Lights. I bet they sell anything, man. It's yeah. Amazon. We could probably find it. Yeah, we could. 
like a cool like red light or something just like yeah. give it a little color yeah. somewhere yeah a little, a little color <laughs> well blue always looks great contrasted yeah. with the yellow yeah that's true blue and yellow they're on a opposite sides of the color wheel so they look great and we have a uh, velvet red curtains on the oh, yeah. corners oh, yeah. to kind of give it that movie theater quality so it's looking yeah. good. And we're going to be buying more things for the set. This is just like all we could afford at the moment. So as time goes on, we'll be adding more things to yeah, the set. Yeah, we have some other people making some stuff for us. We have a fan, yeah. really cool guy who does 3D printing. And he's oh, going to yes. 3D print us yes. like some some Terminator stuff, which yeah. is like a skull and the Terminator arm. And I can't wait. I can't wait to get those in oh my God. on the set. So yeah. uh, Maximus, he found a home on the coffee table front and center. Finally home. Finally. In the Batmobile that I built. I built a, a Lego Batman Batmobile. From and, the Batman. Yeah, from the, the Batman. Um, and <laughs> it was tough. We got it from Zavi. You all know our sponsor. And I'll be posting a video on TikTok for it. But it was a lot. It was a lot. It took me uh, almost seven hours. It took about six, six and a half hours to get it done. And it was... I could see why people really enjoy doing Legos. I, I found out that it's not for me. It's not like a hobby for me. Because I found myself getting a little too frustrated with it, getting impatient with it. And also, like, I didn't, the more, every time I opened a new bag and saw the number of pieces that were coming out of it, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> because what, the way it's set up, and this is, a, it's a big size, it's like a foot long. Yeah. Um, and no, it's bigger, it's, large, it's like a foot and a half. That's what she said. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Who would want that? Sorry. I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna, I'm just used to, it's a habit. Um, but, uh, so the way the Legos are set up is they come in different bags based on the steps. So there's, they're all labeled one through seven, and you start with one, then you open the second bag and do those pieces, and then you open the third bag and do those pieces, and so on and so on. And like I did the fourth bag, and I was like, oh my god, uh, four bags down, I'm making some progress. And it, and the bags they look, they're compact, and it doesn't look like there are that many pieces in them. But then when you open the bag and pour it onto the table. The number of pieces that come out, you're like, oh my god, there's so many more to do, and I'm only on bag four. <laughs> so for me, it, I it's just not not my kind of thing to do for uh, for fun. But I'm glad I finished it. I almost gave up halfway through. I was like, James, you finish it, you do it. <laughs> and then I, and then the next day, I was like, I woke up. I'm like, no, I gotta finish it. I started it. I have to finish it. So then I just spent that morning uh, finishing it up. I'm really proud of you, man. You're Thanks. not a quitter. It yeah. came out great. It lights up and stuff. It's, it turns. It's super cool. The engine spins. We got. Um, it is very cool. We got a Tie Fighter in too. So yeah. I'll, I'll build the Tie Fighter. Yeah, but I, yeah, it's. It, I'm glad I built it because it looks really sick on the set. It looks dope. Yeah. So I know yeah. a lot of y'all build Legos and stuff yeah. too. So this is our first build. And yeah. We'll get another a couple more going. It's it's pretty cool. I yeah. Think, I think they're, it's pretty intricate. The designs. It's they come really. Up with. It's actually really fascinating how the Lego teams come up with ways of building these things with the pieces they already have obviously there are a couple of custom pieces made specifically for this but very few because most of the pieces i used were just very common lego pieces and it's really fascinating how the teams figure out how to construct something like the batman batmobile specifically out of their legos what's that matt damon movie where he gets shrunk oh um size up something like that um size size down Downsized. Downsized. Yeah. Downsized. Yeah. You think they have? You think they have that technology, and they they do that to people to to like design the Legos and stuff. Why do you have to be tiny to design it? I mean, it'd probably be helpful, but then they'd be heavy. True. That is a terrible idea. It'd probably be fun to you, do. So it. you think Lego shrink developed people. the technology to shrink people secretly? Did not has not told anyone about it. Yeah. And they did it specifically so that they could have people better design their pieces. Yeah. With they Lego need a, pieces. A, a perspective of someone that's six inches tall. You know. 
Yeah, but when I'm looking at it, I'm not six inches tall. But tell me if you were six inches tall, you wouldn't want to build that. No way. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. Sick. No way. It would be like you're a mechanic, a Lego mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> See, that movie, I've never seen it, but I know it's, it's gotten it's very, right. very yeah. poor reviews. And I think the idea is interesting. I just yeah. haven't seen it, so I'm, I'm guessing they didn't just ex- – it probably wasn't great execution. Well, it's Alexander seen, Alexander Payne clips. made it. Alexander Payne made it. He's a great director. He did Sideways um, and The Descendants and um, Election with Reese Witherspoon. I love, I love his movies, but this movie, it was just like – the trailer was like, oh, I love the concept. I love Matt Damon. Kristen Wiig's in this. Christoph Waltz is in it. Like, great cast. And then the movie's... Great message, you know? Yeah. Using yeah, yeah, less, yeah. less resources. Yeah, but it's just... It's not funny. And none of the comedy really worked at all. At all. Um, and it was kind of... The tone was weird. The tone was very weird. Uh, it just didn't... It, 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 I was watching it, and halfway through, I'm like, I'm not really... I don't really want to finish the movie. I did finish it. Um, it, it's it's a pretty good movie, but it just the it's the reasons the comedy wasn't working. Yeah, and, I mean, and Matt's a funny guy, so I don't understand why it was just the script. It was the script. Yeah, I mean Matt's great, but he can't always save a great script. I mean a bad yeah. or not a bad script. I mean just like a, a mediocre script or a script that needs some some work. Because like yeah. even that movie, like the Adjustment Bureau, I was expecting that to be a great film. Yeah. You know, the trailer is awesome. It's him and cool Emily concept, Blunt. really great concept. Yeah, yeah, but like that movie just didn't do it for me. You know, I feel like it it had potential, but it wasn't quite. There. It's an, it's one of those. It's almost a great movie. We should do an episode on almost great movies. That's yeah. I wouldn't put it on there. I would put like something like Tron Legacy on that. Yeah, because Tron I'd Legacy. I put a dressing bureau on there. Yeah, you think it's almost great? Yeah, I'd, I'd have to revisit. It's, it's it. a good movie. I have to revisit. It's a good, it. I give it a seven out of ten. Really? All yeah. right. Yeah, maybe it's it's pretty good. It's yeah. a good movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like mysteries and sci-fi stuff like that. But I think Tron Legacy. That's a borderline. Like like that could be. That was like almost like a nine out of ten. It, there's just some things with it, but I I still love that movie. It's I've the second it like, half of the movie. I've seen it like problem. five times. Although there's a scene in that movie. It's and I, I loved Kaczynski, but. There are a couple moments in that film, and here's an example where the directing didn't really any make sense in terms of the directing of the actors. So, like, at, in the beginning of that movie, um, Flynn, uh, S- Flintstone, I can't remember his name, played by Garrett Hedlund. So, Garrett Hedlund, uh, he sneaks into the tower of the company and steals their stuff, and then he goes to the rooftop to escape, and he, uh, bun- he uh, base jumps off the roof, and, and he skydives down. That's how he escapes. And so, when he's on the roof... We've all done that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cool scene, but what happens is... He goes on the roof and he's being chased by the security guard, just like like a blue collar guy, security guard. And then, um, and then so Garrett Hedlund he goes onto like some narrow pole and he he walks to the edge. And this pole is it's like maybe like six feet long and it, it reaches over the building. So you when you walk on this little platform, this narrow platform, you're you're over nothing and the the skyline's below you and you're this, the the earth is like five hundred five hundred feet below you, right? It's crazy. And the security guard, for some reason, is like following him up onto this very oh, yeah. narrow platform, <laughs> and he's just, like he's like stepping on. He's like, "Sir, stop!" He's and he just keeps getting closer and closer to Headland. And I was I remember we watched this, and we were like eighteen, seventeen. And we saw it in IMAX with obviously with our dad. <laughs> I remember watching that and I was like, why is this security guard on the fucking platform? <laughs> what are you doing? There's what are you no going to you gonna handcuff him and then drag him? <laughs> like, you got, there's no way this ends well for he's, you. He's not getting paid enough to do that. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, he didn't call the police or anything. He's like walking on this freaking narrow platform 500 feet in the air with this criminal who's about to jump off. Like, it makes no, like, directing is, there's moments like that in that film that, like, just, it doesn't work, but a lot of that movie does a lot work. Of it it's does almost work. Yeah. a great, great movie. It's so yeah. good. And Kaczynski, we love him so much. He made Top Gun Maverick, and he's a really great director. And that was 
was, that was his first, first movie, movie. Yeah. Which is what a first film. Holy crap. Yeah. That is up there. It's like all time great debuts. That is phenomenal. Yeah. He, what he, what happened with him was he, uh, he, he studied, he was an architect and then he became a 3d animator. And then he created some really cool 3D animation short films. And so... And graphic novels. He yeah. wrote Oblivion as a graphic novel. And did oh, the, he wrote that? I'm pretty sure he did the art himself. Oh, I didn't know he wrote that. Yeah. And so with the with the 3D animation, he made some really cool shorts and he made a couple of ads. And then Gears of War, when Gears of War came out, the video game, they had Kaczynski make commercials for it um, with his 3D animation. And so those were the first things he ever did. And then... Those were very, very successful commercials. And Gears that, of War, Mad World in yeah. 2006. Yeah, so that got him Tron, that, that commercial. And then it seemed like he developed Tron for a couple of years and yeah. then got out in 2010. Yeah. Wow, that's really impressive. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a really creative and intelligent guy. He seems like he's, he's going to have a great career. I mean, he just made one of my top... I'm putting Top Gun Maverick in my top 50 all time, man. I, I might too. It. I might too, man. He also did Lady Gaga's music video, Hold My Hand For It. Hold my hand! <laughs> Man, it was good. We also had a, another fun <laughs> event that we did this this week. We went to the world premiere of BJ Novak's first feature film, Vengeance. He wrote, directed, and starred in it. They had the premiere at the beautiful hotel at the Ace... The, the Ace, theater, the theater Ace, at the Ace yeah. Hotel. Yeah, the theater at the Ace, Ace Hotel. That's what it's called. Yeah. Beautiful indoor theater. It is enormous in the indoor... Uh, architecture and structure it's like looks like a cathedral from rome it's great lighting and everything but like huge theater enormous audience uh it was an it was a really great enormous audience a lot of fun (laughs) and uh we actually were smart this time because they invited us to walk the red carpet and y'all know last time we did it y'all didn't even know we walked the red carpet (laughs) (laughs) we were such boneheads we didn't take any videos or photos well we we assumed the photographers would we would get the photos from them. We had two them. pity photos taken of us, and yeah. we never were able to find them yeah. online. So that's why we didn't do but it. But this time, they actually did take photos of us. That, like, Yeah, they, we got yeah, Getty yeah, photos. It was nice. And so yeah. we, we got some actual, like, yeah, the Getty label, legit. Oh, yeah. It's when you know it's real. Some nice photos of us on a red carpet for real. But we also, like, did a good job of, like, doing the influencer thing, taking photos, yeah. taking videos on the red carpet while you're yeah. there. Just for, for It's really good for marketing, and it's a cool experience to take advantage of and to just show people that you're there because... You know, red carpets are really a weird experience the yeah. first couple of times you do them. And so we were actually like, let's actually show people that we were here. Yeah. Because last time we were just <laughs> we like, did, we were just like we what walked we off. We what, just do, left. what do I normally do with we my went, hands? We went right inside. We were like, okay. Because like <laughs> with the red carpet is like, there's a line of photographers across the entire carpet. But the the first few will take photos of you if you're not super famous. And then like the rest don't give a shit. But about they don't, you. but they have us and people like us go yeah. early. And if you want to be on it, you have yeah, to go before early the before celebrities. the celebrities show up yeah. and then they kick you all out of the area. Yeah. And they're like, all right, the real people yeah. are, the real, the real stars are yeah. coming. But after we, you get your photos taken at the first few photographers who are kind enough to take your photo, then you could like hang out on the red carpet for 10 minutes you if could, you want. You yeah. So then we were just, 20 we just filmed some stuff. Yeah. You could do 21 <laughs> minutes, man. <laughs> yeah. So we had like, uh, but then, at six, the actors show up, so you get to get out of there, and they have you go sit down in your seats. Yeah, yeah but it's a cool experience to do that. Yeah, we some saw, saw some act, uh, actors from the office. It was really cool. Saw Angela, saw Oscar, Oscar. saw Pam's mom. So it was really fun to see. We them. were looking for Creed everywhere. We didn't see. I, it. I was, I was like, I just want to like, see Creed. Creed? Like, these are my celebrities, yeah. man. So it, it was cool to see them in person. Uh, we saw Phineas also, who is Billy Eilish's brother and producer of his, of her music. And I felt really bad because he did the music for Vengeance, his first film he's ever scored. 
And we had pretty decent seats. So there's there's th- obviously the big middle section of the theater and then the side uh, wing sections. We were in one of the side wing sections, pretty pretty decent halfway up. And Phineas was in the middle section uh, in the aisle seat, like 10 feet away from us. I had no idea who it was. I looked at him. I'm like, oh, it's just some guy with spiky hair, whatever, because uh, I'm not that hip, I guess. And then I'm we, hip. I recognize And then um, I think it was you realized yeah. who it was. And you're like, oh, I think that's Phineas, uh, the guy who yeah. did music. And then uh, there was a bunch. I'm, I'm like with it, man. Yeah, you're way with it. <laughs> you and your flip phone from 2018. But um, this theater, also a lot of premieres like this, they have general admission for anyone who wants to, who shows up. They can buy a ticket if a lot of like will call tickets aren't picked up or they just want to fill the theater. So they sell tickets as well for anyone. And when we showed up to the theater, there's a bunch of younger people in line. We're like, oh, is this it? Yeah. So we showed up outside the theater and there was a line of 100 like People who were like Gen Z, like Gen Z, eight, like twenty had to been 20s. late teens and early twenties, and I was like, "Wow!" I mean, BJ Novak must carry a crowd with this generation. I was like, "They really want to see Vengeance," because we know the Office is huge. Yeah, he's one of the yeah. main parts of that. So he's but, his but I on thought it. it was odd for this movie. There's no like big names in the movie. Um, I mean, Ashton Kutcher's in it. Pretty big names in there. Yeah, but no, but that, for that generation. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. That, no 18-year-old exactly. really cares about Ashton Kutcher. But then we realized why they all showed up. Besides going to see a uh, world premiere for a movie, it's a really cool experience as well. They don't get to do the carpet and stuff. They just get put in separately. But yeah. um, so Phineas, when he came, he came, the movie's supposed to start at 7. He sat down around like 7, I mean 6.50, which he probably in his mind was like, all right, let's be good. Uh, yeah. right before the, the movie starts. The movie started late, and as soon as he sat down, People were like, oh, my God, it's him. So then two lines formed from going the incline of the ramp, going down the aisle, the decline of front the of aisle. The back. Front and back, just coming up of all these young people coming to take selfies with him and talk to him. And it was insane. I've never really seen it happen like that in person to somebody. And it, I felt really bad for him because he was being very nice and respectful. And, and you know, he was talking take, to everyone. He was, taking yeah. every, he was talking to everyone who was who came up to him because a lot of people were like, this like they're probably huge fans of his. And I get it when you're young and you, want, and you see like one of your heroes or one of your idols. You listen to his music every day, probably. So you just want to take a photo of him. But, you know, I felt bad because he, he really just wanted to sit there and eat his popcorn. Like, yeah, it, it, popcorn. It, just, it didn't seem like the time or place. It's not like he's like meeting with fans outside of an area or going to a public event and taking photos with fans. I'm sure I'm sure he's more than happy to do that. Like if he if he's like, oh, I'm going to this spot to meet fans. I'm sure it's great. But he was just like he literally was just trying to sit down with and his girlfriend with I his think girlfriend. His parents were there, too. Yeah. And then they just got swarmed and like all these young people. They were just like, hey, take a selfie. And then next one comes up, take a selfie. Next one comes up. All take... started standing up yeah. to go do, to, do it because once they saw some people do it, then yeah. everyone started doing it. And then it. a so couple, of, uh, yeah, and yeah. And once dozens. once someone broke the seal, it was like it was like a a herd, and a, a couple of them, a couple of these kids were like, there was one one girl was talking to him for like five minutes, and you could see like he's like. I just want to sit here and, and watch pop- the movie I made a music for. I just want to eat popcorn. And then eventually <laughs> got to the point where when a big enough crowd formed, an usher um, for the event came over and ushered um, uh, Phineas and his girlfriend away because they were just like getting mobbed. And then the kids dispersed. And then like when the movie started, then they were brought back to their seats yeah. in, in peace. And then they got taken out again as soon as the movie yeah, ended. As soon as ended. <laughs> yeah, as soon as it was over. Yeah, so I felt bad for him. I, I get. I mean, it p- comes with the yeah, territory com- yeah, of that it's part life. of being famous. You know, you're but also biggest- it's like there's a time and place. Like if you're sitting down in a movie theater, like I mean, that's the last place you expect a swarm of people to come take exactly. photos with you. And, and it showed like a lot of these people they just came to see him. Yeah, which is, I mean, the theater got filled, but you know, it is what it is. 
but I never seen it happen in person. And I was just like, whoa, that's what that's like. That seems like it's it tough to deal everywhere. with. It's yeah. tough to deal with. Then you understand why celebrities freak out on on pre- not not on fans, but they freak out on, the paparazzi. on, on paparazzi and also the autograph signers. Because a lot of people are maybe not don't know. Like if you see footage or photos of like. Like an actor exits an airport and there's like a swarm of people getting asking for signatures on posters and stuff. Uh, those guys um, selling th- those guys trying to get autographs from the actors on posters and DVDs and stuff. They're selling them on eBay. They're not fans. Yeah, they're not real fans. They're literally just trying to get things to sell on eBay that are signed by the actor. And so, it, put yourself in the actor's shoes. You just got off a huge flight. Maybe you had a shit day. Maybe something bad happened, and then you have to deal with a swarm of these like twenty guys. Begging you for autographs on posters, they don't even give a shit who you are. They and just, you, and as an actor, you yeah, know, and yeah. you're being filmed, and so you're being you have filmed. to do it. And and these guys don't care about you. They're just trying to make profit. They're just trying to profit off your signature on an item. And, and you have to, you have to be nice to them. You have to sign all these things. And it's like it's one thing to be, be greeted by people who actually really like you, and there's there's another thing to be greeted by people who are just trying to sell something of you, trying to sell your autograph. And there's a there's a big difference. Maybe not everyone realizes that when actors get swarmed, oftentimes it's people trying to sell merchandise with their signature on it. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And like I said, you're being filmed probably. They yeah. either have someone filming them so they know you can't freak out. Yeah. You have to do that. You have to be You have be to pretend polite. like, oh, yeah. yeah, hey, thanks for coming. I'll sign yeah. some stuff. And like these people know the flights. Like they some like I don't know what goes into it. Like they know when an actor will land in a city in well, a they certain got, airport. They got sources yeah. inside. Yeah, so it's, sure. it's like they know when you're going to land and where you're going to land, like what terminal you're going to be at. It's pretty wild. So there's like things like that to be being famous and having celebrity that like maybe are just like it's really difficult to deal with at times. And you can mm. see why some actors kind of just like – lose themselves into like it could be drugs or alcohol just like any normal person with their own problems it's, it can be probably a difficult life to deal with on a daily basis oh, it's tough i mean like leonardo DiCaprio, he can't like go to target <laughs> <laughs> he can't go anywhere he hasn't been to a grocery store in 10 years because everyone even if if leo's wearing a mask sunglasses sweatshirt uh sweatpants and still a, recognized. And a second hat Still I would be, still be able to see Leonardo yeah, DiCaprio. Yeah, you know the eyes. No, yeah. I, I, all I'd have to see is like a corner of his cheekbone. I'd be like, that's Leo. <laughs> You'd be like, Leo, can I get a photo? His, his neck beard. Got it. It's Leo. Like, it's <laughs> it's that. It's shocking how easy it is to recognize him because you watch them so much on a big screen. And yeah. so when you when you become very familiar with their faces, they become as common as a person you're like in your in your family or someone you spend a lot of time with. So because you're seeing their face. So often for long periods of time. I always feel so bad watching paparazzi videos and then like watching a freak out of an actor and then like, oh my God, Tommy McGuire freaked out paparazzi. Hey, could you believe he yelled I at them? I felt so bad because yeah. I remember that when that video came out. Which I one? Is it the was, one he was he, trying to drive? Yeah, he was trying to get out of the parking garage or yeah. something and him and his- He's like, get out of that way. I think it was him and his wife are like leaving dinner and- you can tell, you know, he's been dealing with this for years and every day of his life because he was so famous when he, he was, was Spider Man. Famous, yeah, so famous. Yeah. Still is, obviously, especially because of No Way Home. But him and his, I think it was his wife at the time or girlfriend. But he was like the only big superhero for yeah, a true. while. So he's they're trying to drive out of the restaurant, and then the car is just swarmed by dudes taking photos of them with flash photography because it's at night, and so they're being just engulfed by. He can't drive anywhere because people are in front of his car on the sides of him. There's flashes going. Every second, every split second, Flash is constantly surrounding all of their line of sight in every direction. And he, and obviously, like, you get, if I get a flash in my eyes, like, I can't see anything yeah, for, you like, a couple dots. seconds. And so he's just trying to pull out, and then eventually he rolled down his window. He's, he yells at them and get out of the effing way. And it's like, 
And then that story broke. Like, oh, Tommy McGuire screams at at Bully at, McGuire, at paparazzi. That no, that's different. That's Spider Man Three. <laughs> <laughs> But I felt bad for the guy. Like, who wouldn't freak out like that? And it seemed, like, honestly pretty reserved. But he seems very stressed out about it because that's a safety precaution right there. You're trying yeah. to exit in a car. You can't see oncoming traffic. You're getting your vision blurred and blinded by all these flashes. It's so messed up. And it's like, it, what, if you hit, what if you hit one of the guys? Or, exactly. Or run a foot over. You're liable. You're going to get sued. And then this, every time this happens, these actors or the celebrity gets, like, bad press for the situation. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, I can't believe Tom McGuire did that. The guy's just like, trying to have dinner. About? He's just trying to have dinner. Because then all you see in the in the news footage on, on, like, TMZ or something is Toby rolling down his window. Like, get, get the hell out of the way. <laughs> but you don't see the two minutes of him getting flashed while he's trying to drive his car for yeah. surrounded by photographers. So it's, it's definitely a tough life i'm sure yeah I've, I've just never felt comfortable how like i've seen so many famous people but i've never i mean wanted to really ask for a photo or i mean or an autograph i've just never had the inclination to i've always just like i'll oh, just let them be let, let them live their life you know yeah. i don't know that's it, just it would just sit in most people's photo albums anyways forever yeah like everything else they, what are you gonna be like oh remember that time i met toby mcguire and you spend 10 minutes scrolling through your albums and you're like i don't know maybe i deleted it like that's what it's there is that what it's there for it's on instagram it's on yeah it's on, it's on the art <laughs> stories archive but did you see? Have you ever seen the Radcliffe thing? The the prank he pulled. What on paparazzi? No. So Radcliffe, um, while like he was when he was super super famous and in demand for press for the press, uh, he would uh he he spent like two months wearing the exact same outfit, <laughs> so that the paparazzi's photos would be um, worthless because they need like recent photos for the magazines and the tabloids that come out every day. And so since he was wearing, he wore like the same leather jacket hat. And jeans and boots every day That's he went awesome. out, and so like them taking photos was worthless until they eventually like stopped taking photos. Of him. <laughs> That's Pretty really genius. clever. Yeah, That's really. I've seen, I love the uh, the photo of Keanu stealing a paparazzi's camcorder and running away with it. <laughs> oh the, yeah, the guy chasing after. That's him. hilarious. You know he gave it back to him. Obviously, yeah, yeah, he's but just it's still joking. it's still really funny. Yeah, but um, you gotta de- I guess figure out funny ways to deal with it because yeah. it's gonna happen if you're that big of a celebrity. And, yeah. I mean, pros and cons to any kind of lifestyle, and if you're fortunate enough to be like a movie star, and you know, make, you make all this money, and you're so famous, and all that, it comes with, you know, I'm sure a lot of headaches and situations that, you know, make your life very difficult for sure. Yeah, I mean, our culture, there, I mean, pretty much every most cultures, there is an obsession with celebrity, and there's an obsession with fame, and there's there's some people that like just really, are, they can become quite obsessed with like one person, one actor, one singer, and they'll make like. Like those those fan accounts on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter, just posting content about this actor every day, and and it's, it can be it looks like it can be a lot, and some people can really just like latch on to a, a celebrity in a kind of a, a really obsessive way. It's interesting. Yeah, I've never done that. Never done that. You never. No. You say it in a way that did you make a <laughs> did you make a Cavill stand account? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to. <laughs> Another blessed day with our God, Cavill. This is my Discover page. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean, like yeah, fan accounts, and yeah, they post like every photo they can find and repost all their stories. It's interesting. I get it. Hey, people like what they like. Yeah, you know. I guess celebrities are—it's a thing. Is it a healthy obsession though? Who knows? I mean, you—that's pretty non-answer. Yeah, you like what you like, but is it, is it okay to obsess over a celebrity? Like obsess over them? If that's what you want to do with your life, man. <laughs> I recommend getting some fresh air. <laughs> Maybe going for a walk. Walks help. Walks, walks help. are nice. Yeah. Very beneficial. Seeing some trees and stuff. I think that's really healthy. Yeah. It is healthy behavior. <laughs> you got to watch the sunset. Sunsets are nice. Yeah. Sunsets are dope. I recommend doing that. 
Anyways, how about we wrap this episode of wrap it the up. weekly chat? We have some great episodes for you coming tomorrow. We're very excited, speaking of Danny Radcliffe, to go back into Harry Potter again for oh, yeah. another episode. We are doing an episode just only on Lord Voldemort. An entire episode talking about the film and movie uh, characters of the character. Of the character. <laughs> We're talking, it's a two-hour episode of it's Voldemort. It's pretty long. Like We went really <laughs> yeah. in-depth. Tom Riddle, book and movie, book and movie, little combination of them, and it was so fun. It's, it's called a- Voldemort analyzing Anal- evil. <laughs> I could, could I say Sorry, it? I gonna, Jesus I, Christ! I thought, I, no, no, I thought we were gonna say origins at the same time. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I was ready to go origins. I thought, I thought you were interrupting me saying no. the title. <laughs> like no, I thought we were in sync. I guess we're not twins anymore. Nope. You can go ahead. It's called Voldemort analyzing evil. <laughs> Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> did, you see, did you see the trailer for the oh new Resident God, Evil It looks so show? bad. It looks horrible. It's going to get like 12 views. It has a, <laughs> it has a 3.5 rating on IMDb. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so bad. No one's going to watch it. Oh, oh my goodness. How, how, first of all, how do you mess up a Resident Evil show? They mess it up every time. It's so easy. They mess it, up it writes all the itself. Yeah. All the movies are oh my bad. God. Anyways, Voldemort tomorrow. No, Monday, we have our Nope episode. Very excited yes. to get you all tuned into that one. It was a blast to record. We just did that one today. We're also doing a Gray Man review as well. Yeah, so that's coming this week as well. So yeah. lots of great stuff. Talk to you soon. Take care. Take care, y'all. This episode of Raiders of the Lost Podcast was executive produced by our chosen one patrons. Luke Exelston, Tyler McFly, Darren Singleton, John A. Graz, Cody Moen, Calvin Cam, and Lauren Smertz. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.